This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 442. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we conclude our look at the Bob Clark Horror Collection as released from 101 Films. The final movie we'll be covering is Black Christmas from 1970. Now, I have reviewed this movie before. We did it as part of, uh, I believe, a Listener Choice December a couple of years ago. But, to be honest, this is a movie that, had I not even got it as part of this collection, I would have been kind of comfortable just to run on this one. A movie I've seen several times. And remakes as well. Yeah, that's right. Because sometimes I like to hurt myself mentally and physically by putting myself through terrible remakes. Anyway, yeah, we're doing Black Christmas 1974, the final movie in this box set. Before we get to that review, let's catch up with where we are. Slight change in plans from what was originally announced for next week, which was kicking off with E-Winter Reviews, a found footage movie. I'll be honest with you, the weather has been amazing in Scotland and me and my daughter have enjoyed a lot of time outside so we ain't done much in the way of movie watching we will be back to do it next week so we'll watch a movie this weekend i picked out an absolute fucking doozy so i'm looking forward to getting that in the bank and uh winter to give you her review of said movie on top of that i'm traveling i'm away tomorrow so there will be no monday episode but the podcast under the stairs will be back on tuesday and i've decided I had a lot of fun doing this. Let's just do another box set. So we're going to do another box set series next week for all y'all out there. Very excited to get down and dirty with another box set. Which does mean my wife will be over the moon. Just peek behind the McLeish curtain. That'll be opening another thing that I've purchased that I've not opened yet. So yeah, we're slowly getting our way through the hundreds of things that are still in cellophane. So that is what is upcoming for you on Tuesday. Uh, where to begin with will also be dropping its long awaited return episode. Very excited to get that one out. Bring that series back on track. So there you go. That's you all caught up, ladies and gents. I'm going to take my first break of this episode when I come back after the trailer for Black Christmas 1974. I'll be reviewing that movie and I'll be doing it right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, LegionPodcasts.com. The Psychosemantic Podcast.
girl's been murdered. Mr. Harrison's daughter is missing. And now at the house where she lives, the other girls are getting obscene phone calls. Yeah, what I've done is I've tapped this phone so that when it rings, it'll ring at the station house, too. There was a little girl murdered over in the park tonight. Yes, I heard. Your phone's ringing. Terminal 55. Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood? Crisp winter nights, star bright, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs, candlelight glistening off of shimmering Christmas trees, chestnuts roasting over open fires, carolers beneath snow-covered window ledges. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again. Black Christmas, starring Olivia Hussey, Keir Dulay, Margot Kidder, and starring John Saxon as Lieutenant Fuller. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So, you have just heard the trailer for Black Christmas from 1974. This is, of course, directed by Bob Clark. It is the final of the three discs in the Bob Clark Horror Collection, as released by 101 Films. Uh, this one, directed by Bob Clark, written by Roy Moore. So we're changing up our writers here. And it stars Olivia Hussey, Keir Dulia, Margot Kidder, John Saxon, Marianne Waldman, Andrea Martin, James Edmund, Doug McGrath, Art Hindle, Lynn Griffin, Michael Rapport, Lisa Carlson, Martha Gibson, John Rutter, Robert w Warner, I was going to say Wagner, that's a different actor, Sidney Brown and some other folks in here as well. Synopsis as listed on the IMDb's is during their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. So, um, yeah, like I said before, this movie, seen many, many times. Um, love it. I think it's 
fucking great. And rather than just delve into the bog standard review, I think it's important to take a couple of seconds, um, or maybe more actually, probably more than we actually talk about the content of the movie, because you know the content of the movie, to talk about how important Black Christmas actually is. Now, you will have heard a lot of people out there say, and to an extent rightly so, that Black Christmas is the first slasher movie, and for all intents and purposes, it kinda is, in terms of setting the formula of, you know, sorority girls at the, you know, the, the mercy of a killer who toys with them via telephone, a la Scream, um, and, you know, it's, it is a slasher movie, although it doesn't solely go for the old day, uh, slashy slashy stabby stabby um it is you know as you know it's it's on it's on point there and a good pop four years ahead of halloween so it's certainly it's certainly ahead of the curve now arguably there are some people out there that will say well you know you could say the same about torso you say the same thing about bear blood um as we link our way over to like the the kind of the migration away from the Jalo into something more sinister and more horrific, which is, you know, Mario Bava's Bay of Blood 1970, 1970-71, and violence of a slasher movie coming along, but the one that really feels like it nails the formula, or the, the, the kind of formula in the fashion that Halloween would do, is Black Christmas. Now, there are other movies in the interim. Alice Sweet Alice, 1976, certainly starts to, well, it's an American movie, but it starts to play with those themes a bit more but actually feels more like a giallo than it does actually a slasher which is kind of weird it's kind of an inversion of the points we've been making but black christmas being from you know a canadian production um it, it kind of feels like it's it's kind of on ground which feels fresh and exploitative and that's kind of what you get here this movie it's not as if there was, like, after this, a sea of Black Christmas rip-off movies. And it's interesting enough when you even think about it, that, you know, that the idea of Christmas in the title, Halloween in the title, Friday the 13th in the title and all the rest, it kind of feels like it's it's kind of perverting a, a well-known holiday or a celebratory date in advance of the throng of movies that would follow that. So, in that way, it's hugely important. Now, I also know there's a lot of people out there that are just like that. It's a pro-slasher, and that's to get out of jail for anyone that doesn't claim that these movies are slashers. By saying it's a proto, it means that it has the look, the smell, the taste, and maybe the feel, but isn't the real deal. You know, I can't believe it's not butter of genre slasher movies. And once again, if that's your thought on it, then I ain't going to argue with you because I don't believe we should put those confines. I'm sure that there's a movie that predates Black Christmas that has all those tropes in there as well. I also know there are plenty of people out there that say Psycho is the first slasher movie and it just took cinema 
what, 18 years to kind of calibrate what that movie did into a more palatable, rejuvenated, revitalised and modernised version for the horror audiences of the late 70s. And once again, that's fine. If that's how you feel, then that's cool. Listen, I am all about you. If you think something, I ain't here to tell you otherwise. I ain't a film historian. I ain't a film critic. I just tell you my thoughts on it. To me, Black Christmas is one of a select few group of movies that predate Halloween, but certainly I think are the impetus for cinema heading that way, whether consciously or subconsciously, I think is very, very important. It's a surprisingly nasty movie. And you can tell it's kind of early 70s because it really does have a vein of exploitation running through it. It's not as polished and refined as some of the, the kind of proper slashers you get once we get through Halloween into things like Friday the 13th, etc. This one has a kind of gnarly, grindhousey kind of drive-through theatre kind of exploitative, exploitative sort of bent to it. A lot of it coming from the killer's actions on the telephone. It's, I mean, it's fucking creepy. You know, it's a lot of kind of almost quasi-heavy breathing jerk-off material on the phone. Um, there's some, like, pretty nasty language in there as well, which I imagine shocked theatre patrons at a time. Probably also meant it only played in certain places um you know there's a, there's almost a kind of multiple migs uh, i can smell your cunt um sort of terminology flung in there and it's really dark and when you listen to it it kind of gets darker and darker it's you know at the same time it you know it it's hugely influential in movies, but it also kind of feels like, whilst being an influential movie, there's a lot of kind of... There's a lot of confidence in a genre that this filmmaker to this point hadn't done. We've already covered it. He did two zombie movies. The other zombie movie, Death Dream, came out the same year and was hugely important in my eyes as a movie that feels like it's predating a lot of tropes, trends, and maybe decades in terms of what it's actually playing with in terms of subject matter to do with leaning really into the idea of PTSD and how it affects those that serve as well as the families of those that serve very very ahead of the curve and then you look at Black Christmas and Black Christmas ain't dealing with anything as lofty as that but by god does it feel ahead of the curve again kind of feels like this filmmaker is once again carving out his own niche and it's maybe to Bob Clark's credit that out with his original horror debut his movies feel like they are setting trends without the director maybe knowing he's doing it. They feel like they're always at the front of the line as opposed to following as a filmmaker. I think that's to his credit. It's also why box sets like this are hugely important. There's a lot of people that will go through life only knowing Bob Clark for Black Christmas. And they may never see things like Death Dream or Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. I mean, they may have never seen those movies and getting an opportunity to use that as a hook in to then check back is hugely important because you get a grasp of a director's journey, a director's style, how they calibrate their voice, how they mature as a filmmaker. It's three movies within, what, two years 
And all of them have a very different feel, a very different vibe, and the execution, arguably, amongst all three of them, is very different as well. So it's kind of cool to track that through. Now, like I say, I could sit here and I could talk about Black Christmas, but I'm going to I'm gonna say I've already done that. Go and listen to that episode. Or go and check out the movie yourself. It is dark. It's nasty. It is a nasty, nasty, nasty movie. It doesn't end in the happiest of places, but I kind of love it for that as well. But above all else, it's a thumping strong movie with great performances, a taut stellar script and a great reveal at the end. It doesn't really slack in any way, shape or form. In fact, long-time friend of the pod, Bo Ransdell, only checked out this movie for the first time last year, which broke my brain when he said it, but he's not a big fan of slasher movies. Actually, I think he enjoyed it more because it's not the stereotypical slasher movie. You know, it, it forges its own way, exempt of those things because of the date and time that it came out. Black Christmas is a great movie, and I don't need to tell you that. On this 101 Films um, release, I don't think they did the scan for this. I think another, another, um, it may be in Screen Factory did the print for this one, actually. But it looks fucking gorgeous. Once again, all three of these movies in this box set look great. And the special features are packed as well, for sure. So does it justice? It's great to have it in my collection. It's great to have it in this box set. It's a five. I've given it a five before. I think it is a perfect slasher movie. I think there isn't anything wrong with it. Uh, it was a bit weird watching it this week during a Scottish heatwave to be watching a movie called Black Christmas, which is set at Christmas time in America with snow. And now I'm looking outside uh, to not miserable Scottish weather, but rather hot Scottish weather. So a five out of five for Black Christmas. Let's take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been episode 442 this is the final movie in the bob clark horror collection box set is released by 101 films this was of course black christmas now if you are desperate to hear a more in-depth movie review and not just general commentary about its importance in film cinema history then of course of course go and check out that episode I recorded. I think it's a couple of Decembers ago. And uh, yeah, it was a fun one. There's interactive shit. It was part of Listener Choice December. And I went in deep on my feelings on it. I want to say Ryan Lewis was on that episode. I may have just made that up, but it feels like a Ryan Lewis episode. Go and check it out anyway. It was a ton of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, um, you can have a lot of fun by making sure you're subscribed to the podcast under the stairs feed. Subscribe whatever you're listening right now, and that way you never miss any of the shows that I do. We have a sister feed, the Teapots Collective, as shows like Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty, Where to Begin with, and Chronicle. Subscribing to that feed gets you instant access to everything in the back catalogues and all future episodes planned. If you like your occasional podcast to be drunken and not related to anything other than embarrassing stories from the hosts, then Jaws' Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts is the show for you. It is available via tpatscast.com, like all the stuff I do. If you're on Facebook and you want to interact with me there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tpatscast gets you that podcast under the stairs. Tpats Collective is found at facebook.com 
forward slash tpodscast. And lastly, Jaws's shite can be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pod. For the Instas and the Twitters, our twin prongs of social media sections can be followed at tpodscast. Myself and Baz are over there to field your inquiries. Um, lastly, the podcast under the stairs returns on Tuesday as we open another box set from the collection and get delving into that content. So until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, put together yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off.